Bless up. Let's give all the glory to God. I hope everybody's doing well. I had to come at you with another bonus round because it's on me. It's on me heavy right now. All right. So we're going to just get into it. Um, you know, if you don't believe in miracles, then you don't believe in God, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, because he's the one that performs miracles. He's the one that can make sure you're OK. He's the one that can take everything that you're going up against right now and flip it upside down. Do a 180. Your back's against the wall. He can take you out of that corner. He can take you off that wall. And I don't know why this is moving me to say this right now. And I can't, and I, and you know, I've talked about miracles and having faith and blessings in disguise before. And I've touched on miracles. Maybe some of you haven't actually experienced a miracle. I have. Okay. And I'm going to get to that. But you know, you got to stay in the word. I know I preach this a lot, but you got to stay in the word. You know, this is the blueprint. The word is the blueprint on how to live your life and what to do. And there's examples of miracles in there. And you know what? The word hasn't changed. It's been translated uh, several times, but it hasn't changed. Okay, you know some people are probably gonna some people some people are gonna have something to say about that to me, and I'm okay with that. You know we can discuss that. But the word's been in publication for how many years? Don't worry, I'll wait. Y'all can look that up. I'm not, I'm gonna bring you to water, but I ain't gonna force you to drink right now. Okay. The blueprint is there, and the examples of the miracles are there. The examples in the word say this happened. This is actual accounts of this. This is all God's word. Believe it or don't. But if you don't think miracles can happen, then you're not staying in the word. You're not finding the right examples because miracles happen today. Okay. They've happened in my life. I'm gonna tell you a story real quick. Back in 2017, my dad got sick. Okay. He got sick and it was in February, March, somewhere around there. He's like, man, I'm just not feeling real well. And, and and this man is, is a pinnacle of health. He is the strongest guy I've ever met. And, uh, you know, he just takes really good care of himself. And I was, you know, he, he got sick. We're just like, oh, okay, you know, rest up. You know, maybe don't work out. Take a couple of days off work. You know, whatever. You know, take some meds. Rest up. Well, he didn't get better. So he went down to the local hospital. I'm not going to name these hospitals by the name. Went to the hospital when they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Couldn't figure out how to treat him. Started doing these, uh, you know, CAT scans and MRIs. And I found out that he had a bunch of lesions on his liver. Some were massive lesions. Okay. And they couldn't operate. They couldn't remove these lesions. Because one of them was located on a vein or an artery that ran through his liver. His liver. His liver. And if there was a complication in surgery and they would have nicked that artery, that's game over. That's a wrap. We put up the tombstone. So they couldn't operate. And they didn't know how to get rid of these lesions. They were not treating him at the local hospital. Okay. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good for the old man. I'm not going to lie to you. He was down there. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. And the man, you know, he's he's got a couple inches on me. He's probably about 6'2", 6'1", 6'2". You know, he probably got me by about uh, 30, 40 pounds. He's a big dude. He, he takes care of himself. He works out. He's worked out, you know, for as long as I can remember, and I'm 38 years old. So I'd say he's been working out for 30 years. You know, we'll just we'll just say that. So he's in good shape, and he started to waste away. Started to waste waste. He was he was at one point lighter than me. Okay, you know, brother G makes fun of me sometimes. Says he'll drop down to middleweight and we can box. Anyways, 
So he started he he started losing weight, and he was just a frail, frail man. And I could I could hear it in his voice. I don't know if you guys are so familiar with someone's voice with your parents voice when you just recognize it and you hear the strength in it like you you recognize the dad voice some of you are dads so you have the dad voice and your children your children probably recognize that okay they probably recognize the dad voice but he was getting so bad and this is after excuse me he he got transferred up to a state hospital a, a bigger bigger hospital better program better uh medical uh people staff up there better facilities to hope that they could they could get him fixed and they identified and they they you know they said you know we're going to try this we're going to try this and he was slowly slowly getting better okay but his his voice wasn't coming back and his strength wasn't coming back and uh you know the guy that I knew wasn't coming back and it was tough it was very tough, okay? And they said it was going to take a miracle for him to, to get better. Like there was, the, no, they had never seen this type of diagnosis in a patient before. True story, this is what they told him. They've never seen this, uh, this, this, I guess it was maybe like the severity of it, we'll say, because they told him that he has a less than 20% chance of survival. No joke. I'm pretty sure it was 20% or less. Less. Um, I don't think I'm adding, adding emph- emphasis right here, so we'll just say 20% or less chance of survival. I could, you know, I'll follow up and I'll see exactly what the survival rate was. Uh, maybe I'll follow up with that in the next episode, but let's say less than 20% rate of survival. And at this point, I mean, he's just turned 60, you know, it's five years ago, six years ago coming up. What, what year is this now? It'd be about five years ago coming up, so he's probably just turning 60, maybe 61, and he's in great shape. You know, he's still working every day. He's not retired. And he's laying up there in this bed at this hospital. And I just remember walking in and seeing him. And, uh, you know, his voice wasn't there. And he was saying that he, I don't think he wanted, he, he came off to me is that he was okay with dying and he doubted that he could get better. And it's funny, you know, talked about this verse before. And, you know, this is something that G has hit me with before. It was, you know, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and of sound mind. So I didn't really know the verse at, at all then. I just knew the point of God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's the only part that I knew. I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know what verse it was. I didn't know what book it was in. But I knew that part. And I knew that part right then. Okay, I don't know why I knew that part right then. Why would I just know that part of that verse? I'll slow down so you can catch up to me. Just why would I know that part? Why would I know the part where it says God has not given us a spirit of fear? That's all I knew. But I knew what my dad, but I knew my dad was constantly in the word. I knew my dad, you know, feared the Lord. He was a God-fearing man, still is. And I remember sitting there talking to him and I was I was so mad because he was given up. This is the strongest guy I know. And I'm watching him give up and just say, I'm going to die. There ain't, no, there ain't nothing we can do about it. I'm going to die. And I remember looking at him and I said those words. And I was kind of mad, but I told him, I said, 
You want to die, go ahead and die. So, but God has not given you a spirit of fear. My father does not have a spirit of fear. And that's what I told him. And I was a little upset and I was a little emotional, but I think I made my point. Now, I'm not saying that that's the reason that he got better. The reason he got better is because he got his faith back. And he knew that he wasn't supposed to be afraid. And he knew that the Lord could heal him. And a miracle was performed. Transferred to two hospitals, into hospitals for two, three months, losing all kinds of weight. Less than 20% survival rate for this type of disease. And within a week, the man's recovering, gaining weight, getting better. The lesions were shrinking. And going into the spring, in the summer, he's finally coming home. He's got to walk around with a, uh, I don't know what it's called, like some kind of like IV pick in his pick line. Pick line his arm to help, you know, re-nourish him and get him back up. But I remember when his voice came back. I remember when his voice came back. So don't tell me that that God can't perform miracles, that God can't help you out with your little bank account situation, with your little job situation, with your little relationship situation. Y'all been tripping. Y'all been tripping way too long, looking to the world for answers, and you're sowing in deceit, and you're not getting answers, and you're you're in the wash cycle doing rinse and repeat. And none of y'all want to, and I'm, excuse me, but, you know, people don't want to hold themselves accountable. People always want to blame someone else. They want to go with what the echo chamber says. Well, we can't say that because uh, that's not what the world says right now. You want to know how crazy the progressive woke mob is? Because they change their opinion all the time. What you say yesterday could be changed today and then you cannibalize your own people it's ridiculous stay woke yo it's the coolest you know the world the world has gone crazy when bill maher is distancing himself from the progressive side of things they want to just change things and say the world is this way i'm getting a little off topic here i might delete that i don't know but you gotta we got to stay focused on the Lord. Because this is going to get worse. And then it's going to get better. But you know what? Let me tell you something. There ain't nothing that the Lord can't do. I was thinking about, I was thinking about uh, you know, work today. Thinking about the state of affairs in the world today. I'm going to use some code words here so I don't get canceled. Um, but... Let's talk about the, uh, it, it, let's see if y'all can figure this one out. The Schuster bot. The Schuster bot. See if you can figure that one out. I'm going to slow down, sound it out, maybe replace some words. But you know, I'm thinking about what happens if I have to get this 
this bot in order to keep my job. Maybe it's coming clearer for you now. I thought about that. And you know what it came back to is that this is what I heard as soon as I was thinking about that. The Lord will provide for you. The Lord will provide for you. I've heard that since March of 2020, the day before Ohio went into lockdown. That was the message that I got. The Lord will provide for you. And every time I think about that situation, what happens? That's what I come back to. And that's about having faith and that's understanding a miracle. Don't expect miracles. Don't expect miracles if you're soft in your relationship with God. Plain and simple. When is it when did we become okay to be soft? When is it okay? When when did was it acceptable to just be like, "Well, I don't want to say anything about Jesus because I might offend someone." Well, they don't believe, so that's their problem. Cuz you got you got 8 million people in this world spewing stuff that I don't believe in, but I got to accept it, right? You got to accept it, right? Wrong. Wrong. Do you know what, how, how, how crazy it would be if those people that had faith in Christ and those people that wanted to spread the word had the same drive as the people who were trying to spread the other agenda? Do you understand the power there is in numbers when it comes to, how many, what's it say, when two or more are gathered in my name? I went to dinner at my parents' house the other day. It was like pulling teeth to say, to say grace before people could put the food on their plate. I mean, it's ridiculous. Everybody want to hustle and bustle. Everybody want to move through things. And no one want to understand it. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord of provisions, he has provided for us. He is still providing for us. Y'all don't think that it's a miracle that some of us are having Thanksgiving dinner right now? You don't think it's a miracle that you wake up every day? Whether the severity of this sickness is as severe as it is or it's not, the truth is people have been dying from it. And the truth is some people don't get sick from it. So how about we look at that as a miracle that some people haven't got sick. Some people have made it out. Because what if it is that severe? Think about that. What if it is that severe where you get it, you pretty much a goner? Even though the statistics show otherwise. What, what, if, what if that is the, the case? Who is providing the miracle? Who is providing the miracle where everybody has survived? Think about it. Just think about it. Because it ain't the world. There ain't no one in this world going to save you. You know, let's just be real about it. At the end of the day, the only person that's going to have your back is you. No one else going to have your back. If you lined up in the, in the cheese line, okay, and as you... And Billy Bob are the last two to come up, and there's one loaf of bread. And they say, we only got one loaf left. Only one person gets it. No halfsies. Billy Bob probably ain't going to say, go ahead and take it. Billy Bob probably going to smack you in the mouth. At best, if not other things, to make sure he can take that loaf of bread and provide for his family. You better know who's watching your back. You better have the right. You better have the right state of mind and the right faith. You better have faith that's strong. But all you need is faith, faith like a mustard seed. That's all you need. 
Some of us don't even have that. Some of us choose to reject it completely because we've been hurt by a person in our lives. Yeah, you know, everybody's been hurt. Do you think that everybody, do you guys think that people haven't been hurt before or that no one's gone through a hardship? Give me a break. You're not unique. You're not special. Sorry. Sorry if that hurts your feelings. But it's the truth. Now, something else that I thought about was, why do we struggle? You know, clearly, it's just life. It's just life. And, you know, some people like to say, well, where, you know, where's your God now? Because you're suffering. Where's your God now? How come he hasn't done this or done that? You know, something that I really like is when something, I don't like this clearly, but I'm going to, this is a, something that I like to talk about. You know, when someone gets hurt, when someone gets sick or when someone experiences a loss, I've noticed that a lot of people are quick to say, well, if there was a God, this wouldn't have happened. So I want you to pause right there and just kind of think of how absurd that statement is. So they're saying that if there was a God, basically, that they should have no hardships in their lives. Okay. Someone dies, someone passes away. You know, it's a, it is a very sad and devastating experience. I know that. But to say, well, he, he was a good man. There's no way that he should have died right now. So if there was a God, he wouldn't have died. So what are you saying? You're saying that if there was a God that he should live forever? Well, you know, I don't know why I'm sick. I, you know, if there was a God, he would just heal me. Okay, so you're you're basically telling me that you shouldn't be sick. You should be immune to all disease. You see, it's a pride thing. It's a pride thing where people think that they're better than what they are. They they think that they deserve to go through life without any hardships. And and to me, that's extremely arrogant to think that you are so unique, that you're so special that you should have no trouble in your life. You know why I can say that? Because I've felt that way before. Because I've thought like that before. And it's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous way to think. You go through trials and tribulations. That's just what life is. Life isn't easy, folks. James 1, 2 through 4 says, My brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. What's that mean? That means you have to endure through all these trials and tribulations. When you, when you get put in a position where you're upset or, you know, something bad happened to you and you just want to say, F it. Or you want to question and say, why, why, why? Why don't you just stop? Be still, okay? And just say, I'm going through a trial right now. Lord, I don't know what's going on, but um, I'm going to trust you to guide me through it. Because that's all we can do. We can't question why, because we ain't going to get an answer. There's no way that we're going to get an answer. I'm, I've, I've asked why. I'm still waiting for the answers from 10 years ago. And, I, and I'm okay with not getting them. You know, you know why? Because I got them in a roundabout way. 
Why didn't this work out? Well, in hindsight, you see why things don't work out. If you stay focused on it and if you just hold on to these these instances and these hardships that you've gone through, of course you're never going to get over it. Of course you're never going to grow from it because you're still in the same trial. You're not, you don't want to learn anything. You're grasping at straws, folks. Think about that. Think about why life gets so hard, especially for those who are believers and are able to use spiritual discernment. Maybe you're getting so much resistance right now is because you are going against the plan that God has for you. And guess what? That ain't going to get you anywhere. That will get you nowhere when you go against God's plan. Do you understand? Does that make sense? Think about that. Maybe you're, maybe you were, you know, I'll use myself. I can't use myself as an example. Can I use myself as an example? I probably could, you know, holler at me after this. We'll do this offline if you want to hear my example. But let's say you're going something so tough. Let's say you're pursuing, pursuing a new, new career or a new relationship. Or you struggling with money right now and you trying to get that money. But you're doing it your own way. You're doing it your own way to get the job. You're doing it your own way to get the new relationship. Or to fix your current relationship. Or to fix your current job. You're going about it the way that, uh, you know, Frank White wants to go about it. You're not going about it the way that the, you're not asking the Lord and say, Lord, I'm struggling right now. Um, I need I need I need you to guide me. I need you to give me these steps. Because if you're going against God's plan for you. Uh, you're going to struggle for the rest of your life, plain and simple, because guess what? You ain't that good. You are not that good by yourself. So why are you trying to do it by yourself? I've been there. That's why life gets so hard. Cause you, you, because we don't have our relation. We don't put what's really meaningful first. You got to put God first. Then you got to put your family. Then your friends. You know, then you, I suppose. You know, then your job, then your hobbies, and your, maybe your pets. I don't know. Maybe your pets fall higher. My my pets are up there on my list. I love my dogs. I got three huskies. But but what I'm trying to say is, all joking aside, when you try to go at it alone, you're not going to see miracles. Okay, you're not going to experience miracles because unless if you are different than I am. I do not know how to perform miracles. I cannot heal someone. I cannot raise someone from the dead. I cannot turn water into wine and say, keep the party going. I can't do that. If you can perform miracles, maybe we should talk. You probably scare me a little bit. I'm going to keep my distance from you, but maybe we should talk. But you got to have the faith. You got to understand that miracles will happen. So what, you, you've been strong in the faith for a couple hours and you want that miracle to happen? Give me a break. This is a continual journey. It, does, it never ends. I took my glasses off and I got these big headphones on. I got a big head. I can't pull my glasses back on. 
because like the headphones are squashed on my head. I want to try to put the glasses on. It hurts. So I'm kind of blinded right now. <sighs> this was going to be a bonus round. This was two separate recordings. You can't tell because I'm not nice. But look, y'all, just keep the faith. You know, that's my message. That's my ongoing message. We're going to do this. We got about a month left in this year. Kind of excited about that. Kind of not because time's going past. Time's just going by pretty fast. Might try to do something different here at the beginning of the year, but um, I'm just going to keep doing this. We're going to try and promote it more. We try and get out there, and I never forget the people that were, you know, telling me that they were listening. Hopefully, we can get some more listeners out here. Maybe it makes some sense. Uh, you know, I'm always open for any type of coaching feedback. Anything that you guys want to hear about, let me know. But um, outside of that, I just want to thank you all for stopping by again. Hope this one made some sense. And, uh, you know, I know it did because you all are still listening. I'll talk to you.